RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines, John Lee is expected to formally announce his bid tomorrow to run in the chief executive election. People aged 60 or above can get a fourth COVID jab from today, and health authorities have reported just under 2,500 infections. Former Chief Secretary John Lee says he will hold a press conference tomorrow to talk about what he plans to do next after his resignation was accepted by the central government. He's expected to formally announce his bid to run in the chief executive election. I have worked in the government for 45 years. I have been taking part in different positions which provided me with a lot of valuable experiences, knowledge and abilities. It has also broadened my vision. I thank Hong Kong and the people of Hong Kong for allowing me to serve Hong Kong in these 45 years. I shall continue this passion to proceed on the way that I shall be proceeding. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she's nominated Mr. Lee's replacement as Chief Secretary but had yet to receive notification from Beijing. People who are 60 or over have started to receive their fourth dose of COVID vaccine on the recommendation of experts. Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip says over 60s don't even need to book. They can just walk in and get their second booster shots, provided their third shot was administered at least three months earlier. Online bookings start next Thursday. But the chairman of an expert committee, Lao Yulong, says a fourth shot shouldn't be extended to the general population for now. He says healthy and younger people don't need the fourth jab unless new variants appear. I do not think for the young and the healthy without severe disease like cancer, uh, sort of renal disease and so on, I would need a fourth jab. The three doses are very, very, very good already. So do not get a fourth jab. Scientifically, it's not necessary. And of course, getting the fourth jab uh, is not about money. In fact, it's harming you because you may get uh, soft tired <laughs> in many different ways. Physically, spiritually, why should you get something that you do not need? Hong Kong's daily COVID tally has dropped below 2,500. Health authorities today reported 2,492 infections, all but eight were imported. But the Center for Health Protection warned that cases could rebound as a voluntary three-day self-test exercise gets underway, with more people reporting positive results. Authorities also reported 86 more deaths, 70 of them in the past day. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she believes the three-day self-test campaign could help uncover 30,000 infections involving those who don't have any symptoms. She says that could cut off all virus transmission chains in the community. Mrs. Lam once again urged all Hong Kong people to join the exercise. And speaking on an RTHK program, Dr. Albert Au from the Center for Health Protection said patients would normally be allowed to isolate at home. Dr. Au also said those who test positive will get the support they need. We don't have an accurate projection of how many cases we can find through this testing exercise, but we have made preparations. We believe our computer systems, our community isolation facilities and other areas are enough, and we can immediately follow up on people who test positive. 
The government will not renew the license of a concrete plant in Yaotong due to its poor environmental performance. The Environmental Protection Department said there had been multiple incidents involving serious dust emissions. One incident led to a prosecution last year. A Saikong District Councillor Chris Cheng welcomed the government's move, but he said with officials considering using a site in Changkwano to build a new concrete batching plant, more should be done to make sure the company won't get a clean slate. I worry about that. The shareholder with this Yaochong concrete plant will establish another company and apply the license to move to Changkwano. So I think the government should revise the current license system of concrete batching plant, which includes the courses to prevent the shareholders who have repeatedly violated the rules before. And now the weather. It will be fine and dry. The minimum temperature will be about 20 degrees tomorrow. Hot during the day with a high of around 28 degrees. Light to moderate easterly winds. The outlook remaining fine in the following couple of days. Hot and dry during the day. The temperature now is 22 degrees and the relative humidity is at 74%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The chairman of the Hong Kong Small and Medium Enterprises Association, Danny Lau, has welcomed changes to the government's latest round of pandemic wage support. Each firm could receive $24,000 over three months for each eligible worker, and under the changes, employees earning a monthly salary of $30,000 or more will be eligible too. Mr. Lau says removing the wage cap meant more workers stand to benefit, but he also says the government should give more support to businesses forced to shut. Also expected the monthly subsidies could be go up to twelve thousand for those industries. They are asked to stop their business up to now. If those companies will reopen their business in twenty first of April, they are already stopped for something like three and a half months. So those industries should have higher subsidies. Customs officials have seized about 10.5 million suspected illicit cigarettes with an estimated market value of about $29 million at a logistics site in Tenmun. As Priscilla Ng reports, two men were arrested in the case. The Customs Department said in a statement that officers found the cigarettes inside a 40-foot container at Lam Tay during spot checks. Two men, both aged 28 years old, were arrested. The department said the value of duties on such a cargo in Hong Kong would be about $20 million. Investigations are ongoing and authorities aren't ruling out further arrests. Under the Duty of Bulk Commodities Ordinance, anyone involved in dealing with, possessing, selling or buying illicit cigarettes is liable to a maximum fine of $1 million and imprisonment for two years. The number of new COVID infections in Shanghai has continued to rise. As Violet Wong tells us, authorities warn that pandemic situation in the city remains severe. Health officials say there were 21,222 new infections in Shanghai, up from just under 20,000 the day before. Of the latest patients, 824 were showing symptoms of the virus. Wu Qianyu is an inspector from the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission. 
Recently, district screening tests have shown positive cases staying at a high level. This means there is still transmission in the community and there are infection clusters. The COVID situation remains severe. We hope the public will continue to cooperate while we conduct antigen or nucleic acid tests across the city today. Shanghai remains under lockdown. To help fight the outbreak, officials said a makeshift hospital with 50,000 beds, the city's largest, will be partially completed tomorrow, adding that 20,000 more beds will be made available in smaller facilities. The National Health Commission reported a total of 22,561 new asymptomatic cases across the country, 850 more than the previous day. While the number of symptomatic cases increased to 1,540, China's state market regulator says that car maker Tesla has recalled nearly 128,000 vehicles in the mainland due to a fault that could increase the risk of collision. Kenny Hajart with the details. It's the latest hitch for the U.S. electric car giant, which is hugely popular in China, but has also faced complaints from consumers and been hit by COVID-19 lockdowns. 127,785 domestic and imported Tesla Model 3 cars were recalled after a rear motor inverter defect was discovered in an official probe. The state administration of market regulation said that when this fault occurs when the car is driving, it will cause the vehicle to lose its driving motion. It added that in extreme cases, this could increase the risk of vehicle collision. Tesla's Shanghai Gigafactory has been shut for at least 12 days due to a COVID outbreak that has seen record infection numbers and confined the city's 25 million residents at home indefinitely. Tesla sold a record 70,847 cars in China in December, facing stiff competition from homegrown brands. But the car maker has also been targeted by numerous social media complaints from Chinese users about quality and service issues. Beijing has expressed sympathy with U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi after she contracted COVID-19 and urged her to immediately cancel a planned visit to Taiwan. Ms. Pelosi had planned to visit Taiwan after her trip to Japan at the end of the week, according to media reports. But the 82-year-old lawmaker from California, who was second in line to the presidency, tested positive for the coronavirus on Thursday, making her the latest Washington power player to catch the virus. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian was speaking to reporters at a daily briefing. We express sympathy to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for her COVID-19 infection. We wish her an early recovery. But what she should do is not to postpone her visit, but to cancel it immediately. The mayor of Kramatorsk in eastern Ukraine says 40 people were killed in a missile attack on the city's railway station that was packed with civilians escaping the war with Russia. Alexander Honcharenko said 4,000 people, mostly women, children, and elderly, had been waiting to leave before an expected Russian offensive in the Donbas region. I came to the railway station immediately in 10 minutes. I have been there already after attack. It was huge rocket, huge rocket, very dangerous. It, uh, it happened at 10.30 a.m. At that time, we had about 4,000 people on the railway station waiting for the first train because during the last two weeks, we sent evacuate from Kramatorsk, from the whole district of Donetsk region, of Lugansk region, 
about 8,000 people per day, every day, and everybody very well knows this, that the Kramatorsk railway station was till today morning the hub for evacuation for 8,000 per day, 8,000 people. And at that time, it was approximately 4,000 civil people, 90% of them, it was uh, women, children, and old people. As for a moment, we have already about 40 people died, and I think we check it now because the doctors are working. They make operation now, 30 doctors at the moment making special medicine operation. And from these 40 people, I think, according to my doctors, they're saying that about 10 children died. Russian officials have been denying responsibility and have accused Ukraine of deliberately targeting the train station. Just after the news came through of the explosion at the station in Kramatorsk, the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky happened to be doing one of his regular live video addresses to lawmakers abroad. This time it was the turn of the Finnish parliament. He spoke through an interpreter. This is an ordinary railway terminal. People crowded, waiting for the trains to be evacuated to the safe territory. They hit these people. There are witnesses, there are videos, there are remnants of the missiles and dead people. About 30 killed and 300 wounded as of this moment just there. Again, this is just a rank and file railway terminal, just an ordinary town in the east of Ukraine. This is how Russia came to protect the Donbass, how they view the protection of the Russian-speaking population. To sport. So what are some of the big games to look forward to this weekend in the English Premier League? Here's the BBC's John Bennett. One match is dominating the agenda in the Premier League this weekend. The top two meet in Manchester in one of the most eagerly anticipated fixtures for many years. Second place Liverpool were 14 points behind leaders Manchester City at one stage this season, but now the gap is down to just one point, and even though both sides will have seven games left to play after this meeting, it feels like a defining moment in the title race. The form of the two teams has been astonishing. Liverpool have taken 31 points from their last 36 available, City have won 17 of their last 20 Premier League games. They also both won confidence-boosting games in the Champions League in midweek. When they met earlier this season, it finished 2-2 after a late Kevin De Bruyne equaliser. Let's hope for another thrilling occasion on Sunday. Elsewhere, in the race to avoid relegation, Watford surely have to win against Leeds to drag their opponents back into danger. Everton need to recover from a bruising defeat to Burnley when they play Manchester United at home. And Burnley are looking for back-to-back wins when they take on bottom-of-the-table Norwich City. They'll be big favourites. And now a reminder of our top stories tonight. John Lee is expected to formally announce his bid to tomorrow to run in the chief executive election next month. People aged 60 or above can get a fourth COVID jab from today. And health authorities have reported just under 2,500 infections. The new news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. You're listening to Peter King.
Van Morrison's updated version of Bright Side of the Road, which he put out on the Philosopher's Stone album. I think the original was around 1978, 79, somewhere like that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Our second hour together on this Friday night, just heading towards Saturday morning. Of course, then we have our sentimental journey. Thanks for those who've been in touch so far. That includes Robbo, who says, isn't it true that Pink Floyd really have released a new track? Yes, it is, right after this. Oh, no. 